Welcome everybody to the Pacino Report Season 21, Episode 23. This is the Manuel and Andrew show. So I apologize for our not as exciting intro because Stu's not well today, so he can't join us. But we wanted to make sure that we still bring you something. So we're going to have to get some critique from Stu and some feedback on how we go, Manuel. I feel like I think Stu and I recorded once just the two of us without you and we felt like naughty children. So I'm keen to see what you and I can get up to today. Well, luckily, uh, Edra, the first thing is that uh, we want to to get uh, well as soon as possible. He has be. some uh, issues, but Stu is uh, strong. So mm-hmm. in a, in our next episode, he will be with us for sure. And regarding what we are going to talk about, uh, we are lucky because there they have been so interesting things happening. So it will be so easy. Absolutely. That race last week was Bloody brilliant in Mazzano. Where do we yeah, start? Look, and, and, and I have to tell you that it was a very different race from the previous one. The previous one in Aragon where we saw an intense fight between hmm. uh, between uh, Marquez and Panyaya. Uh, yes. Yeah, remember the last yes. day? I think they overtake each other 13 times it in, was at that nuts. race. That was very exciting, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was this weekend. It for me, it was as exciting or even more. And there has been no overtakings, mm-hmm. no touching uh, fairings. It has been a race for pure race fans. You it understand? Was clean. It was very clean. And it was kind of how do you say in English when you? Uh, I put the accelerator on, or like? No, 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 no. It's a. Uh, a uh, duel, a duel. Oh, Joe. Yes. Yeah, like a battle. Yeah, between two guys who didn't even get close to each other, you yep. know? Yep, yep, yep. It was basically a strategic race. Yes. And for me, it was so interesting because there was one guy who was being pressured mm-hmm. from the guy who was coming uh, from the back. The guy who was coming from the back knew that he would finish second anyhow yep but he risked so much to get there absolutely you understand yes yes so because look let's start with the race so the 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 the, the story of this race for me has been fantastic we saw on the grid four ducatis in the fifth five uh, first position yes only Quartararo managed to get into these four uh, Ducatis. Okay, so he knew that his the start of the race would be like, okay, I have to, you know, like being in a ring yeah. with other four guys who wants to who want to beat you. He's really defied that whole the Ducatis are faster and better. He's completely just wiped that out. Yeah, and the super good thing is that. Ducati uh, draw a race plan thinking on the tires. So they mm-hmm. used a certain combination of tires and the Yamaha used the others, the opposite yep. combination of tires. Yep. So the Ducati combination helped them to be super fast at the beginning. Yep. I did notice no that way. Yeah. Yep. on the hard, hard and soft knowing that they have to pull away before the Yamaha could get them. Yes. So they knew that the second part of the race, they would suffer. Mm -hmm. So they had to to make the difference in the first part. So tell me when when we talk about those tires, because what I, and I watched the race twice, 
because I'm not busy at work at the moment. I watched it again yesterday. Um, I was trying to work out the difference between whether it was the way that Peko rode and Jack rode. Obviously, they have the same tyre settings or the same tyres. And Jack was up there for a lot of the race, but he did start to drop back. But he wasn't close enough to be chasing Peko, so it didn't appear to me like he was trying to ride the wheels off it to go. So was it Jack doing his normal thing or...? Uh, look, I, uh, this question is interesting because they started with the same uh, combination, but mm. one did a super race and Jack was uh, kind of disappointing, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it depends on the setup of the, of the bike. It depends how they ride. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends. For example, Jack had to battle with Fabio at the beginning mm -hmm. while Peko just rode by himself. Yeah. So there are almost looked like there he was a lot wingman of, yeah. for Pekka. He looked like he had formed a bit of a, not, and I know there was no race orders or whatever, but he did seem to build a barrier between the rest of the group and Pekko for that. Yeah, I, I may disagree with you because mm -hmm. maybe officially there was not race, uh, how do you say race? Um, like the team orders. Like, team, team orders, yeah. yes. But I really think there were because look. It appeared that way. When the when the race starts, Peko just pulls away, right? Mm -hmm. And then Quartararo had to. I saw it like you know a group of wolves attacking someone yes. because first he had to have he had a strong fight with a very aggressive Jorge Martin. Oh my God! Yes, of course. Fabio Quartararo, you know, so yes. he had this issue. Then uh, Martin crashed. And then he had to this uh, fight with Jack Miller. Yep. Okay. Look, the the lap lap by lap sequence shows something very interesting. When Quartararo finally gets second, it's on lap fourteen, lap fourteen out of twenty-seven. Mm -hmm. So half of the race was gone. Yeah. So it was exactly what Ducati needed because from that point on the tires of Quartararo would be more effective and the tires of uh, um, Banyaya mm -hmm. would start to drop. Up. Yes. So, but they had done the perfect script, you know, mm -hmm. the others did. And look, the, the difference between uh, Banyaya and Quartararo when he gets second were 2.7 seconds. Yeah. The advantage, 2.7. When they crossed the checkered flag, the gap was 0 0.2. Oh my so God. this shows exactly how the race was, you know? Yeah. The first part with the tires they choose mm -hmm. allowed the Ducati to go away. And then came Quartararo. And so after the race, after the race, Banyaya explained that it was super stressful Every time he 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 entered in the in the, the straight, um, when they held the the straight board up. and looked yep. at the board, he saw Closer. minus three, minus four tenths. Yeah. You know, yep. Yep. so it was like, oh no, oh, he's coming, he's yeah, coming. Yeah. So would they have known the tire settings? I know sometimes they're quite open about their tires. So I keep saying tire settings. They're open about the tires they choose, but sometimes they keep it quiet. No, all know all the riders know which uh, which each other. They know. It. Yeah, okay. this is this is open. Part of that. So yeah. and and the interesting thing, look, regarding Peco Banyaya, he won 
two races within uh, seven days, right? Yeah. And it was interesting because he has learned, for me, he has learned how to manage two different ways of pressure. Mm -hmm. What we just said at the beginning, one pressure was with Marcus here on his neck, yeah. uh, you know. The actual uh, battle and the fight or getting out in front and he was in front the whole race. Exactly. Which I think we've and spoken this, about before. That's an extra lot of pressure because you're not just, yep, I'm in front, off I go. Your brain's going to be going and, like you said, watching Fabio getting closer each lap and just, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's what you say. When you are in the middle of a battle with another rider, you don't have time to think. You have just time to react and papa. Yeah, but when you are there, harder. yeah. When you are there, you think, oh, oh, he's coming. Mm -hmm. uh oh, crash. Uh -oh. Don't fall off. Uh -oh. Stay on. How many laps to go? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's probably and, better to be in a battle. And then on the other side, so Peko, Peko showed uh, that he has the famous click mm -hmm. in his head when after the first win seems to have happened, you know, because yeah. he won a different race with a lot of self-confidence and very interesting Look, knowing that Quartararo was so close, the last lap of uh, Bagnaia's race was his third fastest lap of the race. So he gave it all in yeah. the last lap. Yeah. And another interesting thing, you know, the circuit, like all the circuit, they are split in four, uh, four splits, the no, sector, four sectors. Yeah. yeah, four sectors. So, sectors, so yes. Quartararo was especially fast, sector one and sector four, mm -hmm. faster than the other one. Yep. And Quartararo said after the race, I was ready to attack Fabio uh, Peco yep. on the last sector of the race as sector four, mm -hmm. he said. But when I saw how Peco did sector three, I said to myself, give up because today you are not going to win. So it was a very mental race, you know, mental mm -hmm. race. And for for Quartararo, it's the typical second place mm -hmm. that gives you a championship. Absolutely. He just, he, I, I wasn't a huge fan last year, but he's riding like an absolute champion this year. Yeah. Um, the person that surprised me, and I think partway through the race when they started, the um, commentators were getting very excited about Bastianini. And, and, and I think I was actually talking to the TV, like, settle down. He's way back. Don't get too excited. And he just got faster and faster. And um, I'm dumbfounded that he got third. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, but it's another one who is growing because in the previous race, he did uh, position six. Mm. So oh, in this yes. third. Yep. And yep. I think, if I am not wrong, he started uh, from far back, you know. Yeah. And then... Yeah, so I've got it on my notes somewhere. You should see my notes. I've got a bit. Of... <laughs> it's the whole just... It looks like a Bible. It, it's pretty much. I, I read this when I go to sleep at night. I do have a reading, but yeah, he started. I can't remember where he started, but yeah, he was well, anyhow, away. he started. Yeah. yeah, he started back and he started. He came, he came and he was so excited because after the race, he said, look, I overtook on the brakes, uh, Rins, Mir, uh, Miller, yep, Marquez. So he was, he, he said, and every time I overtook one of these, I was like, 
getting feel feeling myself bigger, 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 yes, you know? Absolutely. Because he's and new then, he's there. And and then after the race, also Mark Marquez, he was asked about uh Bastianini. Mm-hmm. Mark said, look, when he overtook me, I said, okay, now I'm stay behind and he will push me up to the front. Yeah. He said, after three or four turns, I said, not nah. today. <laughs> <laughs> I let him go. Yeah, yeah, let him go. Oh. And and um, so the big, the three big uh, names in this race were, were Peko, mm-hmm. because he won his second Grand Prix, because he showed that he knows he has, he knows how to handle the pressure. Then Fabio, he raced like a real champion. You know, mm-hmm. a real champion is not satisfied with doing second, which yep. he could have done easy. You yep. know, when he, when he overtook Jack, again, he was 2.7 behind Peko. Mm-hmm. So he had just Should've... to cruise yep. to arrive there. But he fought for it. So One, one more lap, it could have been a completely different outcome. Yeah, so Chapeau. Chapeau mm-hmm. for for Fabio. I think there are still hundred points in to be given out, mm-hmm. and his advantage is forty three points. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the only chance for Peko is that he has some uh, DNF in one race, yeah. and Peko yep. wins all the rest. So it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty difficult. Uh, but I think Quartararo will be a more than deserved champion this year. Yep. So DNF's Rins was doing pretty well. I was thinking of Stu. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Why can't he stay on? What is he doing? Uh, I don't know. He needs a control, you know, because it, it looks like, because he's fast. Yeah. He's fast, but it seems like it's like a kid, you know, when mm-hmm. a kid starts, and then, 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 then he crashes. Is it a mental? Because he's doing some really good maneuvers and attacking and taking taking them and fast and then yeah just... no. and every crash is a i would say 90 percent of the crashes is an error of the rider yeah yeah you know because a rider if he crashes he has done a mistake mm-hmm. unless it's a technical issue but this is uh, no, the less of the time it's not, it's not a, no no because if it were so he would have had how many six technical issues this season exactly already? his bike needs to work. <laughs> Oh so, my goodness. Uh, yeah, and he that he did that. Uh, look, the, the the mental strength in racing, for example, the complete opposite is Mark Marquez. Mm-hmm. Look, I have to say that I admire Mark uh, to the maximum. Mm-hmm. We can see clearly that his shoulder is not working. Yep. This is so clear, you know. He crashed again twice uh, during the weekend. And you, Manuel, have helped with that. And for our listeners as well, you know, I'm trying to learn through conversations with you and and that just to observe the way they move. So I think a couple of weeks ago, Mark went to pick up his bike and instead of lifting a certain way, he did it. You can sit and start to pick up these little things and go, yeah, you are really hurting. Yeah. And um, in fact, in the Sunday warm-up, he just did one or two laps because he was saving his shoulder for the race. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but look, with Mark, what is incredible is that with all these issues in the race, he goes for everything. Oh, that mental right. strength. That yeah. And that's it. Yeah. He finished at four, the feet yeah. of the podium. He finished fourth. Yeah. 
with a, with a, with a uh, shoulder that is completely mm -hmm. destroyed. In fact, in the test, in yesterday's test in Misano, mm -hmm. he had to stop because his shoulder just didn't work anymore. I was going to ask you if they're saying very much. Yeah, because in this case, Marquez, he, he says, and he admits that after each race, he needs two or three days of complete doing nothing yeah. to recover his uh, shoulder. And as this race was a back-to-back -back race. Yep. He couldn't. He, he couldn't. But it's amazing. It's amazing how mentally mm -hmm. he can overcome this situation, you know? And, and he's up there. He's he's up like last week battling with Peko and then coming fourth this week. He's definitely. Yeah. I, let, let me tell you a, an anecdote. In one of the last crashes, a friend of mine was at the track side and he was just at the point where Marcus crashed. So he, he rode uh, on the scooter, Mark back to the pits. Mm -hmm. And Mark uh, just was telling to him, look, I am fed up with this. My shoulder hurts a lot. I am yeah. fed up with the bike. But then when he appears in front of the media, mm -hmm. you don't see him complain. No. You understand? So he's, he is as fed up as we think he yeah. should be. But then he never shows to the, his rivals his weak points. Yep. By no complaining, he shows that he accepts the cards mm -hmm. that has been given to him and he plays with this card because, you know, and these many riders don't apply this philosophy because when you get a certain situation, what's the point to be complaining? Yeah. You Which have either give just it everything or go. Yeah, no, you deal with what you have yeah. because if you hear you, if you hear yourself complaining, then you you reinforce your weakness. You say, "Yeah, poor me," yep. you know. But market never does this, and it is you. You can't help but respect that because he could just go, "Done, it's not working," or blame something else or blame the bike. But he's just yeah. And there is another another important thing that people should understand and take note. Look, MotoGP is the mother of mm -hmm. all problems mm -hmm. because the concept of MotoGP by itself is a problem because in MotoGP it's you try to push to the limit what you have your body the machine everything the machine and mm -hmm. then when you push to the limit immediately you get into problems mm -hmm. you understand MotoGP is basically line and stop before yeah no and MotoGP is basically get to the problem, solve the problem. And this is what makes you grow. Mm -hmm. But if you have a problem and start to complain and you don't, instead of complain, solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. Or handle Absolutely. the problem or manage the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, but complaining doesn't solve anything. It doesn't, doesn't give you anything. We've seen that with Maverick a little bit, haven't we? It's about With Maverick and now with, for example, I was a little bit disappointed with Mir because he starts to complain. Mir, don't complain. Mm -hmm. You know, look how Mark handled this. Okay, you I have what you like have. a champion, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, mm -hmm. complain in house, but don't yes. make it public or yes. don't show it. Yes, like uh, you said with Mark, do it in a private 
yeah. Have you ever heard, look, when Mark complains about his bike, it's always very soft, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's always in a positive way. Probably then he shoots in the garage and yells and yeah. whatever. Which is fine but, because it's not in the public or for other exactly. people to say. Yeah. This is very important. And regarding Suzuki, I have to say that, well, um, Mir was super disappointed after the race. He said, it's hard for me to admit that I have lost my chances, which are there. Mm -hmm. And then I have to say that, um, I, then he says, it's hard to admit because I am a better rider than last year. I do many, I do many, many mix, less mistakes. Mm -hmm. I am faster. But even so, I have lost, I have lost the championship. And in this case, I have to say that uh, uh, the one to blame about this is basically Suzuki. Suzuki, in my opinion, is at this point, if you think the slowest bike of the grid, yeah. you know, they are winning with Yamaha, the Ducati is the best bike. Well, no, no, the mm -hmm. not the slowest, you know, technically the less developed bike. That's what I was about to ask you. What is the difference between last year and this year compared to the you other For bikes? example, look, like... like you know that famous issue that lowers the bike mm -hmm. when in acceleration. Yeah, the whole shot. Du, du, yeah. yeah, the Ducati has this system since two seasons. Suzuki are still trying to develop the system. You know, these are the things. They have it, right? And they Yeah, but they have it, but uh, the others are, are super accurate working. Yeah. And Suzuki still trying because I spoke with the riders and they told me, for example, when the when the bike lowers, it has it can be in the Suzuki, it just bang comes back yep. strongly. Yeah. And this obviously this uh, is stabilize the bike. Because I've noticed I, I can fit I can when I watch you can see it really it stands out when the Suzuki does it, where I have to really look for it on the other bikes. Yeah, the other one, that for, for example, the Ducati is the reference. Mm, no, yeah. the, the Ducati goes soft down. Yeah, yeah the Suzuki. So it, was it very... doesn't it doesn't affect the riding. Yeah, and there is another thing. It seems that these systems are pretty heavy, mm -hmm. and if you have this system, then this extra weight makes that you can your braking reference change because you have more weight of course to stop yep and i guess the Ducati have had this for a while and it's new for suzuki so that also impacts exactly it. in in fact there are uh, circuits where the suzuki take this system off mm -hmm. to have a better braking depending on the track if there's not a yeah, yeah. okay yep so that, that that's uh, basically ah then we have to talk about them in in Misano it's funny because the names that were attracting people and the fans to that race mm -hmm. did did so bad names like Andrea Dovizioso who finished last yeah uh, Morbidelli who finished third last or something like this How, how's his fitness was he is his is he pretty much fit Morbidelli. Yeah, it was just new on that bike. Is that no, Morbidelli, Morbidelli, his uh, knee 
And when somebody is out, look, what we have seen this weekend, once again, is when somebody misses some races or mm -hmm. even half a season, it's impossible to come back and be fast. Very competitive, of course. Yeah. It, has, it has happened, uh, Andra, with Dovizioso, with Morbidelli, with Vinales. Mm -hmm. Everyone expected, oh, Vinales may, be, may win this race. Have a look how he finished. Yeah, yeah, you know there are no miracles. There are no yeah, miracles. Yeah, yeah. The same way is that Valentino. You know, Valentino mm -hmm. is. I imagine that he's thinking, please, let the season finish because, yeah, he simply, he simply is not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know if we can. I can't remember. You sent me that clip the other day. Was that from the press release? Which click? Mia, and he said, he said, if I'm not. If I spend one year not competing for the championship, that's it. I'm out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, no, Mir, Mir has, in my opinion, I think we can do a special podcast talking about why did Suzuki lose the championship. Mm. It's pretty interesting because there were a, a certain, uh, how can I tell you, some <laughs> facts, a certain facts that. It's very clear why they mm -hmm. lost the championship. And the first of all, or maybe the two first of all were, one, uh, the manager left. Remember that oh. David Brivio yes, unexpected Yes, of course, left. and they've never replaced him. It's like a ship without a captain. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And the second is, uh, hang on, which was the second? The ship... <laughs> Well, I don't remember. I am the Alzheimer just knocked on my door. So uh, it's very clear from that point when 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 uh, when a captain ha a ship has no captain, then Absolutely. someone's got a time together. It's, yeah, you can. Yeah, it looks like no, it doesn't matter. We will handle this. No, because when no. it comes to a point to take some decisions to be really harsh on mm -hmm. some decision, then there must be one. Who takes decision, not Absolutely. a group of people. Absolutely, yeah. and you know this very well about the uh, boats, no? <laughs> you do. You need that strong leadership too. You need that. Absolutely, someone to look to. Otherwise, there'll be a bit all over the place, which is obvious. Hmm. So, were there any other standouts in the race that we need to talk about? No, no. I, I the only thing I want to say is that um, twenty-five people, twenty-five thousand people, fifty percent of the circuit was allowed to get in. Obviously, it was a complete Valentino Rossi. Everyone was in yellow. I saw Look. there was a clip of um, a little boy meeting Marquez, his like biggest fan. It was all over social media. But the little kid's name was Valentino, and and the mum and the mum had VR forty six all over, and the little boy had his. <laughs> Look, my uh, I went with my youngest son to Misano. Yes. For him was the first uh, Grand Prix, oh, and obviously amazing. we went to Tabulia, which is Valentino's yes. village. We had we ate a pizza at Valentino's uh, pizzeria, mm -hmm. and obviously he bought the cap, the yeah. T-shirt, oh. the umbrella, and on his uh, grandstand, who was huge, yeah. only two people were not in yellow. <laughs> out out of 500, 600. Yes. yes. It's incredible. It was amazing. And 
you know, and the people don't care Valentino doing last or second. Oh, last. I was just going to say next year when he's not racing, I predict that it'll be the same. People, it's still going to be a sea of yellow. It's going to take a long time for. Hey, that's a to... good. Yeah, it's good. It's a I good really point. I'm, I will be curious to see this. I really well, I you think know they that... will. In in a month, we are returning to Misano for the second race there. Mm -hmm. And there it will be real the, the goodbye the last, of Valentino yeah. in Italy. Mm. So it will be huge. It will be huge again. Mm -hmm. But um, nobody should expect a, a result of Valentino. A goodbye no. result, you know. No, I think we, I think that, we spoke we? about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we spoke about this. Look, what Valentino doesn't want is to get hurt now absolutely he's got to be a no daddy way. he's got to be able to chase that baby yeah around. look and the detail <laughs> of of painting his helmet yeah you know his helmet <laughs> with thinking in in the girl that is coming yeah, means yeah. that he's not in the yes. race anymore. and i love that i think they covered it on tv actually it goes from last year with a viagra tablet to this year there's a baby <laughs> so it's good it's great that the viagra worked for him uh, very good. <laughs> so um, can you tell us anything about the testing? I have seen bits and pieces pop up. There was a couple of different. Yeah, no, the testing, basically the big news are in Honda. Yep. They, they yes. have uh, they have showed the new bike and the bike is kind of, yeah, the bike is kind of mixed mm. the, between Yamaha and, and the Ducati. Look, the, 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 the back part, the seat, Mm -hmm. Is you can say that's a copy of the Ducati. Okay. The yeah, the exhaust has changed so mm -hmm. they can do a bigger seat. The front looks like a Yamaha. Yep. So uh, it's important because Honda uses the word concept. That means that the bike is completely different. You know, yep. they yeah. may have start from scratch. Now it they have to work on the bike, and we will see. The bike mm -hmm. has to change. And doesn't mean that it will work. They are trying something new. Now yep. we have to see. Which you got to right. you got to give it a go and see. Yeah, regarding the rest, they're basically were working with uh, aerodynamics, new wings, and mm -hmm. this and that. And then what uh, I want to underline to finish is remember that the engines have been frozen for two years. Mm, yeah. Right. So in twenty twenty two all the engineers, they will be able to put on track something they have been working for two years. So it will be very interesting because to see, imagine, for example, in the case of Suzuki, right? Suzuki Mir said, well, I am happy because the engine is more powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes, all engine will be more powerful. Mm -hmm. The key is to be at the level, for example, how much powerful will the Honda engine be? If the Suzuki engine is a little bit more mm -hmm. powerful and and doesn't uh, level yep. the, the increase of the other brands, so it's very interesting. Fabio, for example, said that, okay, the new engine looked more powerful, but he expected more. Ah. Meaning okay. that, oh, oh. Yeah. So Yamaha has already to work in more power. Mm -hmm. So each year when we have this development, obviously we know historically everything gets faster and better. How do you, is it a very, very gradual improvement each year? Or, because I think we've spoken about before about Valentino is pretty much riding the same times he was a year or two ago. It's just that all the bikes have got quicker. 
Yeah. Is it a very significant increase? Because I haven't seen any, the development freeze has been on since I've been involved in this. So do we see what, a second faster next year? I know. A second faster is like uh, nothing. No. So tenth. it's quite a it's quite a big jump yeah, in the development. Or and, and uh, look, uh, one lap faster, it will be one tenth, two tenths maximum. Yep. The thing is, how much it takes to do the same number of laps. Of course. You know, if they yep. can be, how fast they can be in twenty-seven laps. In the yep. case of Misano, you know, yep. Yep. that's that's the point, and how the bike is going to wear the tires mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I guess you improve the engine, then the tires are going to get worn more. You've got your... Exactly. Yeah, That's it. You okay. know, stronger, stronger engine, you have to adapt what? The electronics to mm -hmm. make it more rideable. Yep. And then you have to... Stronger engine is worse for the tires. And like you said, then the whole shot of device that's a bit heavier and whatever else they add on. Yeah. And, and look, we come, we come back to, to the point... MotoGP is the mother of all problems. Yeah. You put you put yourself in a problem and solve the problem. Mm -hmm. When you solve the problem, you automatically get in another problem. Mm -hmm. So how, is this? Yeah. How beautiful is it though? Because I love that you have and people that I talk to, I'm like, I, I've been wearing my motorbike mask, so I get a lot of conversation <laughs> with people. And you've got people that go, Nah, I just watch the race. And then you've got your people that go, No, I want more. They watch all the free practice and qualifying. You've got the people that look into the technical side. Like it's such a broad, exciting with a little bit of what anybody might want. You can get yeah, into it's it as like, much as you like. But Andra, it's like in all sports, you know, in football, in cricket, mm -hmm. there are the ones who just look at what is happening yep. and the others who like to read, to look understand. Look at the draft and find out what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah true. So, no, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. So also at testing, we did see that Remy and Raul got to have their first taste on the. <laughs> yeah, on the, uh, those those two will have a strong uh, championship end. Eh? They they're, are really. They're gonna. I can't decide between them or the Patronus team. Whatever's happening with that, I don't know. I'm very excited. We will see. Obviously, I I like very much Remy because we know him and somehow we are close to him. Mm -hmm. But at the other side, Raul is such a young I've talent, you know. Yeah, I saw something the other day. It was like, it says Raul Fernandez is the first rookie since Mark Marquez in 2011 to win six races in Moto2. He's, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just, he's just great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then we are all, all a little bit Gardner fans. Of you know? course we are. Of course we are. Claro. Nah, so oh, oh. it's just exciting. So we've got America. I'm quite surprised that it's going ahead with the with COVID's kind of taken off in America quite badly. I'm, I'm very surprised that it's all still. Yeah, I heard that they finally do it because they had already sent material there. You know, they uh, could not. Are they going to have spectators back, but... or will it be a bubble? Yeah, no, no, spectators. There. That weekend, there will be a super uh, music show with uh, 50,000 people sold out. <laughs> Aren't they rampant with COVID people. at the moment? Yeah, no, in, Aust in Texas, you know, it's the, it's the heart of the anti-vaccine yeah. people. Mm -hmm. So, so... Well, lucky everyone in the paddock's vaccinated. <laughs> 
everyone in the paddock is vaccinated. Did Zarko is, end up having his needle? Uh, I, uh, probably because if not, or... they would. Yeah. yeah. And the recommendation of the organizer is to stay in a bubble, basically not leave the hotel. Yeah. Hotel, circuit, circuit, hotel, which will not happen. Like we've said in the past, it was like little paella parties and <laughs> bits going <laughs> on. As long as they're together, maybe it'll be okay. We will see. We will see. But in a month, we are back in Italy. And, mm -hmm. and then there are four races to go. The championship in MotoGP is more or less decided. Mm -hmm. The championship in Moto2 is super open. Oh, and I... in, in Moto3, Acosta seems to... Uh, he's losing strength, you know, like a balloon that is losing yep. the air. Do you think he got so a bit? Of, he thought he had it. I'm going. I've actually put money on Garcia to win the championship for Moto Three. Oh yeah, I. We will see. It will be very interesting, and they are all going to a circuit which they don't know. So it will be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Um, just going back to Moto Two with Raul and um, Remy. I'm really, sh yeah, I'm struggling who to go for. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's see. It's Let's hard. See. So, um, well, no, yeah. look, I, I tell you something. Uh, despite being Spaniard, I would like Remy to win. Yep. Because it's a long time since uh, Nossi doesn't win a championship. Mm -hmm. And probably this would be a big boost for the sport down under where you are. Yes. Absolutely. And and because I've, I've been, um, we're going to have um, Australian superbike rider Daniel Fowles on in the next couple of weeks as well. So just, you know, we've had discussions around Australia and people, yeah, that's support. And, and there's some diehard fans definitely, but yeah, we don't exactly. have too much of a following. So we've also got um, Joel Kelso that's going into Moto3 um, next ah, year. Joel Kelso, yes, he won. Hang on, he won the Spanish, the European Championship here in Misano. Ah. He he won the race. He's doing strong, eh? He's mm. doing he's yes. doing well. So that's well. another Aussie that we're going to be able to support. And okay. I was talking to the boys here. They were saying that you know that whole like we've spoken about other families where they make a decision to go. You know what? Yep, let's go to Europe and see how it plays out. So it's a it's a big bet that sometimes works and sometimes just ruins mm -hmm. the family. Yeah. You know? Yep. So um, just quickly, Manuel, are there any other seats going to be announced? I know we've still got a couple of gaps waiting to see who's taking. Uh, I don't know, because in MotoGP, everything is settled, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. What about the Petronas? The Petronas is clear. It will be Andrea Dovizioso and Darren Binder. Who is it? Yeah, it was <laughs> supposed to be announced. Look, it was supposed to be announced last week, but there is such a mess inside the team really? that the sponsor the sponsor which has said to them okay you solve your problems and then we make the announcement uh, big mess big mess but really you know someone has been stopping the back by the other oh, no. one yeah yeah it has been one of these that's quite surprising because i think we spoke earlier in the year how close and tight that team was like it was unbreakable that is uh, uh, show like the Americans say, follow the money, and it shows you where to look at. <laughs> There's going to be some heartbreak out of that, isn't there? Yeah. All right. Ooh, cool. I think, well, I think it, it's enough for today. I think um, so. It's very quiet without Stu, though, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he will be back soon. He will, he will. So, yeah, um, 
everyone jump on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter a little bit. Drop us messages still. We do still have, we did promise last time we were going to pick a comment for a mask, but Stu's the boss of that plan. So oh, yeah. we'll get on to that next episode. Um, but yeah, please keep messaging everyone. We love it. Love the interaction. And yes, off to America. Texas, uh, Texas, Texas, Austin. Off to Texas. We're okay. going to have to get a big hat and get the cowboy boots out for next time. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll be back next week anyway, hopefully with Stu. Everyone take care of yourselves. Manuel, stay safe in Spain. And we'll see you, you next too. week. Adios, yes. adios. Bye. Bye.